This is Lifetime Sentence, the podcast where we watch bad Lifetime original movies and compare them to the truly heinous stories that inspired them. Because sometimes the truth really is stranger than fiction. How's it going? It's going. (laughs) Well, you sound so distraught with life. I'm going to start in backwards order of importance. Like I'm starting with the least important issue first. Mm hmm. Um, when I sat down to set up our recording just now, for whatever reason, my right AirPod didn't charge this week. My left one was 100% and my right one was zero. So then I had to redo all of my audio equipment for traditional corded headphones like a peasant. Oh, I just realized you were wearing your traditional <laughs> corded headphones like a peasant. Um, As an aside, if you'd like to send me my own set of AirPods for Christmas, I will be okay with that. Speaking of like a peasant, only you can appreciate this as much as I do. Okay. <gasps> Shut up! I love that! I'm drinking tea out of a mug with Queen Elizabeth's face on it. Where did you get that? My friend Ashley picked it up for me at the London Heathrow Airport when she was there not too long ago. That's fantastic. I sent y'all a picture of my tea tin and my cookie tin, my uh-huh. biscuit tin, with uh, with uh, Lizzie and Phil and Kate and Wills and uh, Chuck and Cammy. All of them uh-huh. are on there. All of them. <laughs> yeah, it says, to celebrate the 90th birthday of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. So I am Ooh. always sipping tea with the queen. <laughs> That's great. Um, now, after the AirPods incident... A little more. Um, I have a migraine today because I didn't sleep all weekend because, as you know, uh, my dad had to go to the hospital and have emergency (laughs) surgery on Friday for a heart attack. Um, And I've been a wreck about it. Yes. Well, there's currently some dogs staging some kind of protest outside my apartment, so I apologize if you can hear them. Good. That'll just blend in with Sarah's death rattle whenever she starts (laughs) coughing. Poor Sarah. I'm telling you, the weed plus morphine will probably work. (laughs) All right. So, now that I've had Negativity Central, how's your day going? Uh, Not any better, so I just will not elaborate. (laughs) But I did find something great at the store. Oh, was it that professional headshot that I made that they are distributing at all the HEBs in Texas? No. On a postcard? It's Shiner Holiday Cheer. Well, that's second best, I guess. <laughs> it is like officially Christmas up in this bitch. I really had to try hard, really hard not to set up my Christmas, all my Christmas decorations this weekend. I'm the same way. And I usually don't get in the holiday spirit until like the day before. <laughs> but we watched the Santa Claus last night. Oh, I love the Santa Claus. And we watched the Grinch today. And now we've got Hallmark on 24-7. Like... Well, I'm watching this one on Lifetime, and it's called Christmas Reservations, and it's almost over right now, but it's really good. It's Melissa Joan Hart and Ricardo Chavira. Oh, I've was, heard good things. Like, Yeah, but there's like an Indian family. There's like other cultures and people of color. It's so interesting. Hallmark, are you listening? No, they're not listening. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I've been... I've been I've been a Hallmark Christmas movie person for as long as I can remember, but I'm I'm kind of digging the Lifetime, mm-hmm. which you know is good since we do a podcast about Lifetime movies. That's true. That's true. 
Good for us. And I've seen a Lifetime movie. Oh, All one of them. You might have seen my text earlier, by the way. I don't mean to brag, but I watched a whole new movie today. The entire thing. Oh, that's right. You did on Netflix of all on things. On Netflix. Like I sat in on the couch and I mean, I did work and stuff while it was on, but I sat through a whole, a whole ass movie. I'm so proud of you. You should be. Are you ready to expand your horizons and watch more whole ass movies? I don't know. You're Listen, that's a lot of commitment all at once. When you are, just let me know. I have a whole list of recommendations. Uh, well, we might have 14 movies for free from... Our good friend who texted us the other day <laughs> slid into our DMs. I forgot about that. Did you respond to that guy? I did, but he did not reply. So if well, you're listening, best friend whose name we know, we're just checking to see if you know who you are. I think it's Dave Vasio. Something like that. Vasho. Vasio? Yeah, sure. Um. So shout, shout out. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was really, really excited for this movie. You can't be too excited yet. Oh, God. Hi, this is Lifetime Sentence, and I'm Queen Elizabeth II. And I'm Candace Cameron Bure. <laughs> <laughs> now, Deck the Hallmark has to have us on. <laughs> how can they how can they turn down the queen and ccb who is uh, for real the american queen <sighs> uh, she, oh, i don't think she is she has a vineyard and she's in every hallmark movie yeah but she's like problematic so i'm gonna say she's not the queen I mean, everyone's problematic. All we've got right now is like Betty White and I don't know, Dolly Parton. Oh my God. I love Dolly Parton. Speaking of, there's a new Netflix series in which Reese Witherspoon like interviews um, famous women. Oh yeah. About how they, and so her first interview is Dolly Parton. It's so, 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 so good. You got to check it out. I will check that out. I love Dolly Parton. Okay. Okay, Well, tell me about this movie called Ain't No One Gonna Say Anything. (laughs) It's what I tried to type earlier. Ain't no one going to tell. <laughs> oh, this week I watched No One Would Tell, the version released in 1996. It stars Candace Cameron Bure, who was just Candace Cameron back then. I was about to ask, was she married yet? Because I don't know Not where her yet. timeline she is. She got married pretty young, so yeah. this has been right before. Um, she plays, who cares who she plays? I just call her Candace. Um... You may know her from Full House, Fuller House, the Aurora Tea Garden Mysteries, all the Hallmark Christmas movies that I hate, and one that I actually like. So, is the She Lovers Christmas the one that you like? God, no, I fucking hate that movie. <laughs> all the shoes are ugly. Yeah, <laughs> it's oh, Christmas Under Wraps. That's the one mm. that I like. That's a good wait. That's a good one. Is that the one where she's the vet? Mm-hmm. Okay, no, well, she's, she's a doctor, doctor, but she has to play a vet for uh, for the reindeer. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's the one. Um, and opposite her, we have Fred Savage. And who cares what his name is in this movie? Because I just call him Kevin Arnold. Of the Wonder Years fame. Listen, mm-hmm. I know two of the actors in this movie. Well, that's because they're from the 90s. Good job. I know, but <laughs> I watched a whole ass movie today. I know the actors. Y'all, this is the highlight of my week right here. So, yes, you'll know Fred Savage from The Wonder Years, The Princess Bride, and 
all over your TV from the 90s until present, which she has like some kind of game show now. Really? Yeah. What's it called? Oh, crap. Um, you don't you would just make it up. I wouldn't know. Well, I'm not going to do that to poor old Kevin Arnold. Speaking of the Wonder Years, I watched one of the Danica McKellar Christmas movies this weekend. I love Dana McKellar. Danica McKellar. Um, I can't find the name of this thing. That's okay. Oh, what just happened? That's what it's called. I thought that was the title of this movie. <laughs> it very well could have been. Um, also, I just want to say off the top, I am almost 100% certain that I watched this movie in high school health class. Oh, no. It's very, very after school, especially. I'm not going to go into the rest of the cast, but I do have a surprise guest appearance towards the end of the film. Oh, I can't wait. I hope it's Paula Abdul playing Paula Abdul again. <laughs> well, I, it would be, that would fit because, you know, Candace Cameron Bure, like she doesn't play different characters. She really just plays herself. Pretending to be a character, right? Yeah, in different in all the Hallmark movies, she just plays her different. Iterations She's just in new herself. clothes, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and different hair. She dyes her hair red sometimes. That's mm -hmm. true. Anyways, um, we opened with a douchey truck driving in the woods. A douchey truck? How can a truck be douchey? You know, okay. Is it jacked up with big exhausts? It's jacked up with the big exhaust, but then it has like the tracking lights on top. You know what I'm talking about? Perfect. Perfect for shooting deer out in the middle of the woods at night when you're not supposed to. And um, if it were 2019, it would also have one of those salt life stickers on it that I oh. read as slut life every time. <laughs> I don't mean to. I just see it and like I ponder. And then I'm like, we're in the middle of Louisiana. What salt life are you talking about? Like, <laughs> I see those all over town here, too. It's so funny. Um, Kevin Arnold is driving. Candace is sitting in the middle. And there's another dude with him who I will just call too old because he's too old to be hanging out with high school kids. <laughs> <laughs> he's like Matthew McConaughey and Dazed and Confused. Yes! <laughs> um, Kevin says ominously to Candace, come with me. And then he kind of laughs and he's like, just for a minute. This is our special place. It's totally fine. I'm not going to kill you. Let's go. Um, I've, I've said that. I mean, like you do, you know. Right. Um, so she goes, she's holding a flower for some reason that will be explained later. Um, they walk away and just leave this dude sitting in the truck. Tash. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kevin begs Candace not to break up with him. She doesn't bite and she's like, no, like, oh, I just, um, want to be friends, like whatever. And she asks him to take her home. He tries to force her to kiss him, um, but she keeps pushing him away. She starts screaming. And we cut to the guy in the truck who hears her and seems a little concerned, but doesn't, like, do anything. Which is a recurring theme in this movie that just drives me up the wall. He's just sitting there looking around like they're having fun. He's like, huh, what is that weird noise? I did not know deer scream so loudly. <laughs> um, Kevin Arnold then emerges from the woods and walks back to the truck and his hands are covered in blood, which is totes normal. Well, that's from the screaming deer. <laughs> and his friend is like, what the hell did you do? And personally, I think this dude could have taken Kevin Arnold easy, but that's none of my business. Um, 
And so we flash back to five months earlier. Okay, is this going to be like a timeline that makes sense? Are we going to do that thing where we flash back to five months and then today and then seven years ago and then yesterday? No, we just flash back once and then towards the end when they when they start um spoiler alert she did and so <laughs> towards the end, when they start like trying to figure like try to arrest him then we flash back and forth between the night of the murder and present day okay but it's easier to follow yeah okay yeah it's not like uh 10 years ago six months ago present day so this was nine pre- days ago <laughs> pre-2000s lifetime where they just threw yeah. all the rules out the window yeah um we're at a wrestling match and Candace is watching while also doing a magazine quiz about boys while her friends make fun of her for not actually like talking to boys. <laughs> wow, the 90s are strong with this movie. Oh, so strong. Um, Kevin Arnold comes out um, to wrestle and everyone chants, Kevin Arnold, Kevin Arnold. And am I missing something? Is wrestling, like, cool somewhere? Oh, it's cool here. Oh, it's not cool here. It's football, maybe baseball. That's it. It's football here, and then wrestling's a close second. Interesting. Um, the school that I used to teach at. Um, Hold on. Okay. The school that I used to teach at. No wonder that was so uncomfortable. <laughs> um the school that I used to teach at had has one of the best wrestling teams in the nation, and so it's a big deal here. But I think you have to be at a school that's got a good wrestling team for it to be a big thing. Yeah, we did not care about wrestling. Um, everyone talks about how hot Kevin Arnold is, and Candace is so turned on that she can't even close her mouth. And then she picked B on, would your dream boy be a football player, wrestler, baseball player or misunderstood artist <laughs> i it feels like you're reading that directly out of 17 <laughs> <laughs> um her friends make fun of her again for her crush on kevin arnold and candace says he has a girlfriend to which her friends respond <laughs> oh that girl with the hair perfect <laughs> nailed it <laughs> And then they're like, oh, she moved. Um, Kevin Arnold wins his wrestling match. And I wonder aloud how you win at wrestling. Oh, you have to hold somebody down until they cry. Oh, okay. Um, Candace stands up cheering with her friends. And her friends yell, nice body. And then sit down real fast, like leaving Candace standing up. (laughs) As if she's the one who did it. Oh, I get it. Um, it's like the flirting ding dong ditch. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the it's like the sneak three way call, but in person. Right. <laughs> um. So Kevin Arnold looks up into the stands, and they lock eyes, and true love is born. Later, she and her friends are dissecting whether he was smiling at her or laughing at her, and her friend tells her to just loosen up already. Candace's mom is all sad and dejected because her boyfriend canceled their date. Candace offers to stay home, but mom says no. So they go to the pizza place while Candace, like they walk over there while Candace laments about how her mom just lets people treat, lets men walk all over her and treat her poorly. Okay. That's foreshadowing. So I was about to say, additionally, can you hear Sarah's chicken ringtone? (laughs) 
and she answered the phone now. But for the recording's sake, if there's a chicken in the background, that's just because Sarah decided her ringtone needed to be farm life. That's so funny. I love Sarah. Um. So, oh, and Kevin Arnold is at the pizza place with his friends. No. These five guys are like sitting around a table talking about dating tips, which I guess boys do. Yeah, you've never you've never walked up on guys just like, bro, first you hug her and you gently caress her face. And then, bro, it's going to drive her wild if you run your fingers through her hair just lightly, though. Don't pull. <laughs> um, well, <never> mind. <laughs> Dating tips, not not freaky time tips. <laughs> Those we actually do exchange. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> also, I'm glad I'm a 12 year old boy and I just called sex freaky time. <laughs> you know, growing up, my youth pastor said if you weren't old enough to say the word sex, that you weren't old enough to be doing it. <laughs> I agree with that for sure. Um, <clears throat> so he comes over to talk to them, like she and her friend. And he, like, asked her to meet him at the gym after practice. No. Scandalous. And then he also gives her a flower that he stole out of the restaurant base. (laughs) (laughs) This is real romantic. Hashtag romance. (laughs) I would love to date Kevin Arnold with a stolen rose. (laughs) This is a new Bachelor concept. The Bachelor has to steal the roses he gives to the girls. But if he gets caught, he's kicked off the show. (laughs) That would be a really great, <laughs> I would be into that. Um, so Candace goes to meet him at the gym and overhears the coach either telling them how to win against their opponents or how to abuse their girlfriends. There's no way to know. Yeah, I mean, it's basically He's the like, what you got to do is you got to pound them down until they feel like nothing and that's when you pounce. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> sir, you have no business giving anyone advice. <laughs> um uh that's so freaky time tips we were talking about so kevin arnold does what any romantic high school boy does on a date oh let me guess he just whips out the whole like accordion fold of condoms like this (laughs) and just dangles them in the air no he asks her to spot him in the weight room that's even worse than what i suggested (laughs) (laughs) It's every girl's dream to watch her not boyfriend lift weights. Um, mm. I saw a tweet yesterday that um, this like it was a kind of buff guy in his display picture, but it said, "I just found out that chicks don't really care how much you lift," and it was like very you could tell by the tone of this tweet that it was very disappointed. And so another meathead was like, "Don't worry, bro, we do brag to us." <laughs> And I was like, oh, you found your people. So, yeah. So she spots him. And then he asks her to go to the lake with them the next weekend. Um, So they go to the lake. Oh, after. Sh- so she goes home. She's getting ready to go to the lake. And her mom's like creepy boyfriend is like verbally abusing her mom, you know, while she's getting ready. Oh, yeah. I mean. It's like very, very intent on establishing that there was a pattern here. Um, this Lifetime movie has everything. So they go to a bonfire at the lake. Candace hangs out by herself 
while Kevin Arnold flirts with other girls, but then he asks Candace to take a walk. Um, they lay down in the middle of the forest, and Candace just unloads all her family drama. <laughs> and that's when he whips out the accordion folded condoms. Yeah. Which is totally what you should do on a first date. Um, is just be like, uh, hey, here's all my all, all my baggage. Um but Kevin Arnold must have been like really wooed by the fact that she's so damaged, so, so they make out. He might have been. Mm-hmm. From what I've read about this asshole. Yeah. The next week he leaves a rose on her locker and they study together in the library. And a guy comes over where they're studying and is like, Hey, Candace, we missed you at student council. And Kevin Arnold's like, we're busy here. And so the other guy, who is much hotter than Kevin Arnold, is like, cool, bro. Uh, chill out. And then leaves. Then her friends come over to talk to them. And uh, Kevin Arnold storms off all mad because she said, Candace said, they'd be alone together in the library in a public place. And how dare there be other people around? Didn't you reserve the whole goddamn library, Candace? And so this is the first time he lays hands on her. He grabs her by the shoulder and slams her against the bookshelves. And so, like, I just want to take this point as well to just blanket trigger warning because this movie was got a little bit hard to watch for me at times. So, um, so we're back at the lake and they're playing chicken, which is fine. Um, Candace and Kevin Arnold win, obviously, because they're like the couple to be. Um, at school, Kevin Arnold gives her a unicorn necklace. But then he gets mad because he sees pictures in her locker of, like, her and all her friends. And there is another guy in the picture. How dare you know men? Yeah. Boys. I guess they're teenagers, huh? Yeah. Um, she's like, but I don't have your picture. So he's like, I'll get you one. And they make out. Her friends tease her about how whipped she has Kevin Arnold. They're all trying to get her to read a poem that he wrote for her. And she's saying no, but he walks by and like catch like over here is kind of what they're saying and snatches it out of her hands and like storms off. She follows him and he tears up the poem and Candace trips and falls. And then he, you know, he does the classic. Why do you have to make me so mad? Uh, no. <laughs> Um, she starts to cry, and so he leans down because she had tripped and fallen, and he says, you know, it hurts me to see you cry. Fuck that so much. He's like, I just get a little bit jealous. I can't help that I'm so in love with you. Nope. Yeah. So they make out again. Um, another wrestling match. Yay. Kevin Arnold wins. Yay. Whatever. Um, they go to his house, and Candace asks to meet his mom. And he says no to wait in the car. And then he goes inside and yells at his mom when she asks for help at the yard. Oh, like you do. Mm-hmm. Later, she's Candace is cutting his hair. And they argue about how she wants to meet his mom. And then he lays down some standard ground rules that he would like her to follow from now on. Oh, good. I was, in fact, sitting here saying... You know, the reason she keeps asking ask your, asking to see your mom is because you haven't established ground rules, Kevin mm-hmm. Arnold. He wants her to stay at home at night. Because if some guy hits on her, it would make him feel bad. Yep. that That's the ground rule I would start with, too. <laughs> 
Candace goes shopping with her friends and we get a clothing montage. Yay! Yes, the 90s are so strong. <laughs> Except she has bruises all over her no, body. No. Um, And her friend is like, what the hell happened to you? And she's like, oh, I don't know. I fell at the lake. And then she immediately changes the subjects because Candace swiped her V-card. Uh-oh. Yep. And then right after, Kevin Arnold made her promise that they'd be together forever. Isn't that romantic? Especially when you're 15. Uh, spoiler alert. No, it's not. Um, Kevin Arnold's at practice, and one of his teammates comments on how hot Candace is and the way she dresses. So Kevin storms out of practice, throws, like, storms down the hallway, throws sweatpants at her, and tells her to stop showing her ass to everyone at school. He calls her a slut and says that she's embarrassing him and that nobody else wants her anyways but him. Um, she follows him around apologizing, so he throws her against the wall in a gym. Um, the lone adult in the story, the coach of the wrestling team, hears the commotion and comes over to see if she's okay. Kevin says it was an accident, and Candace says that she just slipped. Coach tells Kevin, you're the best wrestler I have, and if I have to report this, it's going to cause me all kinds of problems. I fucking hate this. So Candace pipes up that she's fine, and I'm so glad that the adults in this movie are just so responsible. Um, because the coach says... Um, Save the spirit for the uh, for practice next time. Like, he straight up knows that he hit her. Yeah. Oof. That's unacceptable. Yeah. Um, at home, mom is finally getting concerned with how much time and attention she's paying to Kevin. Candace is like, whoa, mom, I'm not you. I can take care of myself. Oh, sure, Jan. <laughs> um. So Candace starts the typical, like, not hanging out with her friends, withdrawing from everybody she knows. Um, they all talk about how much Kevin pushes her around and how she never wants to hang out with them anymore. Kevin's cousin says that she once saw Kevin hit his ex-girlfriend, slap her in the face. And her, so her friend, like, gets concerned and goes to talk to her. Her friend Nikki um, gets concerned and goes to talk to her. Candace is like, no, everything's fine. Look at my new bracelet that Kevin gave me. Um, a guy who gives you a bracelet can't be bad. It's a rule. But, of course, she pulls, like, the sleeve on her shirt up a little bit too high so you can see all the bruises on her arms. Um, but Candace insists that everything's fine. And Kevin says she's the most important thing in the world. And she's not about to give that up just because he gets jealous sometimes. Biting my tongue. Yeah. Candace runs into Kevin Arnold's mom um, out in the parking lot of the school and they start, you know, chatting. And so when he sees them together, he completely flips out and slams her against a car. She yells at him to just stay away from her as he peels out of the parking lot. Um, her mom sees the bruise on her neck later, but she says it's just because they were goofing around. But her mom kind of pushes her, so Candace gets up and yells at her mom for letting her boyfriend control her life. This Which is, is just straight up projection. This like, is a nightmare. Yeah. Later, she gets out of the shower and finds Kevin Arnold just sitting in her bedroom. 
Edward Which Cullen is not style. psycho at all. Nope. She yells at him to get out of her house, and he says he just wants to explain about his family, and he tells a sad, sad story about his dad who beat his mom and then left them. And that's why he's always so mad all the time. But what they have is so much better than what his parents had. Okay. And so problem solved. They promise to never give up on each other, and they make up. Oh, thank God. Movie's over. So they go to a 50s themed dance, which is really where Kevin Arnold belongs at all times in the 1950s. Um, they dance, but the whole, like, so they dance and like the whole school like gathers around and watches him dance. Very 90s, you know? Right. But the whole time, like my whole body was clenched, like waiting for her to mess up and him to get really pissed. But he, she doesn't. But then he sees her deigning to speak to another boy at the dance in public how dare she Mm -hmm. and so he grabs her by the arm and drags her out of the gym her friends see this and follow them out to where they're fighting they see him slap her in the face and he's like it was just an accident oh i accidentally slap people in the face all the time no Um, so her friends like they all get into an argument and she's like yells at her friend Nikki and is like, it was just an accident and you don't give up on somebody you love. Um, and then she leaves with him. He takes her home, but her mom is fighting with her boyfriend too. So she goes to Nikki's house. And this is where they show Candace in the shower and she just has bruises literally all over her body everywhere. It was really sad. I'm not a fan. Um, She and her friend Nikki fight about whether to tell her mom or not. Candace says that Kevin really wants to change. And her friend totally calls her on her bullshit and says that this is Kevin Arnold's fault and not hers. Um, Then Kevin calls her friend's house and her friend is like, "Uh, no, you can't talk to her. She's sleeping like goodbye and hangs up. Good friend. And so then they make plans for Candace to break up with Kevin Arnold and say Saturday it'll all be over. Which is true, but um, Mm. yeah. Her mom calls to say she finally stood up for herself and dumped her boyfriend too, which renews Candace's resolve. Um, She breaks up with Kevin and gives back his gifts, but he says he can never give her up and then stares at her through a classroom window. Okay. Which is normal. Um, Candace goes with her friends to someone's birthday party at a bowling alley she keeps talking about Kevin, so her, her friend Nikki gets super annoyed and is like, maybe you should go. Which, ooh, ouch. Like, oh, it's so bad because I know what's going to happen and it's so bad. Uh-huh. Um, so Kevin calls the bowling alley looking for Candace. And so they talk on the phone and he squeezes one of the, you know, what are those hand squeezy things? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the grip strengtheners. Yeah, So he's squeezing that while telling her how much he misses her and wants to be friends. He asks her to come over and cut his hair. So she agrees. And he and his friend, too old, pick her up at the bowling alley. And then this other hanger-on girl that has a crush on Kevin also goes with them for some reason. Um, So he takes them to his house so they can fight. He slaps her and she leaves. So he sends too old after him, her. He's like, go find her. 
So um, the girl that followed them gets up to leave too, and he stops her and says, if anyone asks, it was just he and Candace there that night. They had a fight and she left and that's all she knows, which is a really weird thing to say to your house guest as they leave your house. Uh-huh. So um, Candace and two older, like sitting in the backyard on swings, like having a little heart to heart. And Kevin convinces Candace he's going to take her home. And he gives her a flower, like from his bush, his flower bush. So not a stolen but then flower? He, no. But then he drives her out to the lake and we get the opening scene again. We cut to the next morning and Candace's mom calls Nikki's house to see if she's there because Kevin Arnold called to make sure she was okay after their argument. What a douche. So Nikki goes out to the lake and runs into Kevin. um, Who's like, oh, I've looked everywhere. She's not here. (laughs) Um, so he tells her that they got into a fight and she kept saying that Candace kept saying she was going to go away somewhere where she could just be alone for a few days, which is like the oldest story in the book, dude. Like, right. Whatever. Um, Kevin is like, oh, it's just my fault that she's missing. I shouldn't have let her go. I'm, I feel so bad, you know, um, He then takes her mom out to search, too, because he's the worst. Um, He's going to organize the whole thing, the whole search party. He's going to organize, you know, like a guy who just inserted himself into an investigation. And um, mom goes to the police to report her missing because when she first called, they said she had wait 24 hours. That's a lie, by the way. Yes, it is. Um. The detective t- asks about Kevin and asks if they have a good relationship. And the mom is like, oh, they were always together. They were never fighting. And I was like, girl, have you been watching a different movie? <laughs> <laughs> Look, she was a little busy um, in her own crap. Yeah. The rumor, rumor mill starts swirling at school. But at no point does anyone say, like, you know who sucks and probably did this? Kevin Arnold. Which is probably why this movie is called No One Would Tell, but it's still fucking infuriating. Um, Also, when they're reporting about her disappearance on the news, they call her and Kevin's argument a, quote, disagreement with a classmate. (laughs) Uh, Sure, Jan. Uh, Mom goes to Kevin's house to talk to him. She says that something must have happened for her to run off alone in the dark, and he denies it, but then she finds Candace's purse in his bedroom. So he's also not super smart. No, not at all. Um, Kevin says that she must have just left it there. And mom is like, uh, yeah, no girl leaves her purse anywhere. But she gets right up in his face and is like, you better not lie to me. If you had anything to do this, I swear to God. And then she storms out. Why do people never finish that sentence? Because in the moment, they can't think of what the threat is. So Kevin Arnold just starts lifting weights again, like you do. Isn't that what you do Um, after you've killed your girlfriend who broke up with you? Do I look like I've ever lifted a weight in my life? Okay, fair enough. I mean, no, you're super strong. I can see it. You you. probably lift, what's a big number? 18 pounds. I panicked. (laughs) (laughs) 
Nikki is sobbing to their friends at school about how they can't hide the fact that Kevin hit Candace anymore. They start grilling Alibi Girl about what happened that night. And she tells them that they used to be nobody before Kevin uh, befriended all of them and insists that she doesn't know anything else. <laughs> I'm sorry. You would be socially dead if that abusive jerk didn't date your best friend. Exactly. You, sh- you should be grateful that he beat the shit out of her. That was for you. <laughs> he could have yeah. beat the shit so out the of rest- anybody. Sorry, I'm done. I'm so the, re- the rest of them decide to tell the police what they know. We're at another wrestling match. How many are we having? Like, I don't know. A hundred. Um, Kevin Arnold wins again. Boring. Um, someone calls the police on a payphone to tell them, look out by the lake. And they don't show his face at first, but it's too old. (laughs) (laughs) So they go to the lake and they find a basket of puppies. They're rescued and adopted out to lovely homes. Candace has been there taking care of them the whole time. Everything's fine. The end. Perfect. Let's go. Just kidding. They find the flower that she was holding when she got out of the truck. Um, Nikki is hanging up missing posters and sees Kevin flirting with another girl at the pizza parlor. So she and her boyfriend go to tell Candace's mom about Kevin Arnold being the worst. Also, it turns out that Alibi Girl finally let her guilty conscience get to her, except she blames too old instead of Kevin. Okay. Mom gets in his face about, um, oh, I'm sorry. So Nikki and mom are talking to the police when a beat cop comes in and, and then a few seconds later, too old comes in. Mom gets in his face about where Candace is, but he's straight up like, I didn't do anything. (laughs) Um, So they cuff and interrogate him. Kevin Arnold has, um, in one smart move, squarely placed the blame on his friend's shoulders. Um, But Too Old tells the detective exactly what happened that night. And we flash back to Kevin Arnold coming back to the truck covered in blood Saying if he can't have Candace, no one can. Classic. Uh, too old is like, dude, what the fuck? Um. So then we flash back to Kevin to like present, and Kevin's being too, interrogated. Too old's like, dude, I thought you said we were all going to get pizza. Like she's cutting your too hair. Too old is like, pizza. I'm too old for this. <laughs> it finally occurs to him that maybe a 28 year old <laughs> should not be hanging with children. So the cop says that he understands that things probably just got out of hand and it was just an accident. And if Kevin tells him now what happened, the detective can help him. But when they find her body and it has his fingerprints all over it, he can't do anything. He has to put him in jail for murder. I think that's fair. So Kevin continues to deny that he did anything wrong. Like a douchebag. And so the detective turns it up to 100 and he starts screaming. Tell me or I'll call your mom. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed he it. He starts screaming, I know you killed her, and like banging on the table. And I was like, dude. <laughs> that's that's not actually helping. We flash back again to the night of the murder. Candace breaks up with him. He starts to try to kiss her while like he's got his arms around her and he's trying to open. I, I love how like I'm acting this out for you. But <laughs> he's like opening his knife like behind her back. She's like, you've never had this much trouble unsnapping my bra before. What's going on? Like, yeah, right? like how um, do you miss that he's opening a whole ass knife behind your back? So he starts trying to kiss her and she pushes him away. And he's like, he pulls out the knife. And he's like, you promised we'd be together forever. And in our edit of the week, 
it flashes between Candace trying to get away from him and a close-up of Kevin Arnold's lips saying, forever, over and over and over. Oh, did it, was it actually just a screen grab from the Sandlot? Forever. <laughs> forever. So he catches her, stabs her, wraps her body in a trash bag and duct tape that he just had on his person because too old is back at the truck. Do you not just carry duct tape and a trash bag in your pocket at all times? No. Well, right now I've got masking tape because I'm fresh (laughs) out of duct tape, but always in my pocket. But so then he weighs her down with cinder blocks that I guess he also just had. In the other Um, pocket. Rows her out to the middle of the lake in a boat that he just had. (laughs) Did you ever watch all that? Yeah. Do you remember the sketch Bag and Sag and Larry? Yes. And he had the pants full of just whatever you needed. Yes. That's Fred Savage right now pulling out a boat from his baggy pants. Yeah. So he rows out to the middle of the lake and drops her body in the water. And we cut to a diver finding her body. They cut open the bag and reveal her face, which is looking pretty fresh for the fact that she's been dead for quite a while at this point. Yikes. Um, and so mom and Nikki are there and they break down sobbing. Um, then they shoot Kevin Arnold in the middle of the street like the dog that he is. The end. Um, just kidding. He goes to trial and everyone testifies that he hit her all the time. And I just like to insert newsflash. If he'll do it in front of you, there's no telling what he's doing behind closed doors because it gets way worse when you're not there. That's what I've heard. Like, I don't have evidence, but that's what I've I, heard. I, I know can, you do. Yes. I'm not asking you to relive your <laughs> painful memories. Yes. So a lot of people victim blame Candace and stick up for Kevin Arnold. Just like she was always antagonizing him and she just never would do what he said. You know, and when people are just obnoxious, they deserve to have the shit beat out of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, like, I literally was like, I need to go for a run when this is over. Because, like, I'm so, like, antsy. Um, so we see Nikki cleaning out Candace's locker. And then we come, cut back to Kevin Arnold's trial. And guess who the judge is? Danica McKellar. No. Paula Abdul playing Paula Abdul playing a judge? No. Ed McMahon with a giant check. No, one I'm more a lot guess. of guesses. Oh, well, oh, I get one more. Uh huh. Um, male or female? Female. Um, Dolly Parton. <laughs> I wish it's Sally Jesse Raphael. <laughs> I would have never guessed her, but it's an obvious pick. Like I don't know why I would not have guessed her. Um. Kevin Arnold gets life without parole and Sally Jesse Raphael gives her after school special worthy speech about how hitting your girlfriend is actually against the law and you definitely shouldn't do it. And if you see someone do it, it's your responsibility to tell someone. And this is all intercut with people seeing the abuse that Candace endured and doing nothing. Nikki takes flowers to the lake while a song aptly titled no one would tell. Plays in the background. Kevin goes to jail. Bye, bitch. The end. That was a wild ride. Yes, it was. Well, good news and is... And I know I went long, but I mean, it's CCB. Like, <laughs> You're not actually that long. Oh, good. You're shorter this week than last week, in fact. Oh, well, last week we just had so much to talk about. <laughs> right? Um, and my notes are short, so even if you had gone long, like... um, So... 
Um, I don't really want to talk about this case, but I will. Okay. My big That's so- literally the premise of the show. That's true. <laughs> um, my big, biggest sources are um, a website that I found called TV Crime Sky. Or maybe it's TV Crime Ski. I'm not sure. Like, maybe they want to be cute. I don't know. Okay. Um, it's a website where they kind of track TV movies and shows that are based on real crimes. Ooh, that's uh, cool. Yeah. I don't know why I'm just now discovering them. Um, then, uh, our, then Reddit, you know, our best friend. And mm-hmm. uh, a newspaper called The Day that is, um, it was like a local newspaper reporting everything that was going on. Um, and so this is the murder of Amy Carnival. I already hate it. Yep. Amy Carnival was born April 13th, 1977. Mm. Um, and she was, you know, this cute bubbly teenager that had the world ahead of her. She was well liked. She had... Um, she had a lot of friends. She was like that typical about, she was in the eighth grade. Like she was about to be a freshman. Yes. She, Are you shitting me? She was that typical about to be a freshman girl, but yeah. Oh, I hate it already. Um, so she started dating, um, 16 year old jimmy fuller oh no 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 a high school boy has no business dating a middle school girl yep um so let's see so two years prior to her to her murder she dated a sophomore at beverly high school Beverly is where they're from, and I've forgotten right now what state they're in, so they're just in every state. So in the sixth grade? No, no, no. So, sorry. She was in eighth grade when they dated. He was 16 and she was in eighth grade. She, uh, she was, it was two years later that he killed her, so she was oh, okay, a sophomore. okay, I was sorry. so confused. <laughs> I, can, I can see why that's confusing, because I did not clear that up at all. Um, anyway, so she dated him. Um, he was this so the newspapers reported that he was this um, athletic husky honk, you know, because the newspapers always play up the men in the case, always. Mm-hmm. Um, but other reports from his like high school classmates talk about how he was not actually that great looking. Like he wasn't ugly, but they would not call him this like hunk of a superstar kind of guy. Um, but all the newspapers report that he's this hunk because it was the 90s and they use that word. Yeah. Um, he physically and emotionally abused her when he was 16 and she was in the eighth grade. Like, like that's, that's awfully young to have to deal that with that bullshit. really young. Um, friends say that he bullied his girlfriend by questioning her, snatching her by the arm and like standing in her way. If she tried to leave a room whenever they were having an argument, he would just like block the doorway with his body, you know, just like a, like a well-adjusted adult human does. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Um she tried to hide her abusive relationship from her mom who was 37 and was divorced um because she was so in love with Jamie. 
Because as we know, there is no love as strong as a 15-year-old love. You know, and I feel kind of like that's true because when you grow up, you realize that That your understanding of love is so naive. Yes, it's so naive. And yeah, and you grow up thinking that love is all you need. And then you grow up and you're like, oh, love is not all you need. Yeah, no. mm -mm. Safety and security and... Yes. (laughs) So, um, eventually, though, people started to see the bruises on her body and the secret was exposed. Um, and so for months, he, uh, would tell his friends that he was going to kill her for dating other boys. Just like casually. One of the quotes given by one of his classmates was, quote, I'm getting sick of this. I swear I'm going to kill her. This shit's got to stop. She won't be around to go out with anyone anymore. I'm going to fucking kill her. This shit does have to stop. You need to see a therapist, sir. Um, side note, if anyone had ever said those words to me in high school, you could bet I was a tattletale anyway. I would have run to the first person I could tell that was an adult. Like, you need to hear these words. But also, you should probably go tell people if someone's telling you that. Mm-hmm. Um, so on August 23rd, 1991, um, he did exactly that. He, um, he learned the day before that she was going on a trip, um, with several teenage boys and girls. So it's not like it was her and 19 boys. It was a co-ed trip, like just a school trip, you know? Um, and his jealousy went beyond. So he convinced her to meet up with him. Um, they ended up in a secluded area in the woods where, um, they argued over her, alleged infidelity is what this news article said so um we broke Uh, up but you're cheating on me you're in the 10th grade there's no such thing as infidelity when you're (laughs) i'm sorry that's a grown-up word that we use for (laughs) grown-ups for people who pay taxes yeah Yeah. you're not old enough to pay taxes you're definitely not old enough to be an adulterer okay (laughs) new rules you literally don't understand what that means Oh my god. Um, I hate this. Okay. So the next time his friend saw him, he emerged from the woods covered in blood. And his friends are like, cool, bro, let's get pizza. Like, no. What the fuck? Even better, one of his friends was like, hey, looks like you're up to something. Do you need some help? So his friend, Michael Mallet, who was 19, so too old, too old, mm-hmm. um, went with him to wrap her body in plastic bags. And then helped dump her in shoe pond. They tied cinder blocks around, like, to her body to keep it from surfacing. Um, and then they were convinced that they would hide the crime forever. Side note, too old, definitely confessed um, and took a plea deal to lessen his sentence. Everybody mm-hmm. so, did. <laughs> so um, he served two years. And I bet too old was looking at some hard time. Yeah. <laughs> he served two years because he agreed to testify against old Jamie. Um, so as the news article said, the beautiful blonde cheerleader never returned home that night. Um, let's see. I just lost my place in my notes. Oh, okay. Here I am. So, um, police pulled her body out from the water behind the middle school where she had attended. Mm -hmm. Um, and they, 
um, the autopsy report stated that she was stabbed to death. She received a puncture wound to the heart and chest and her throat was sliced. Oh God. Um, at trial, a psychiatrist said that since Jamie was a bodybuilder who was using steroids, that it induced a psychotic rage and caused him to gain weight fast, which I'm like, I mean, that just sounds like depression and stress eating if you're me, but I don't kill people. I just gain weight and go angry. Roided out, so. Do what? Not completely roided out either, so. That's true. Um, I'm telling you, that sucks with your head, like, for It does. Um, So, his irritability coupled with his mental issues, and then um, his mom took the stand during this trial to say that she'd found him drinking whiskey that morning, so partner that with the alcohol consumption that day and the psychiatrist and his defense attorney believed that all that drove him to kill that he's not a killer that he just had all these issues which it's like i'm not sure why having the mom go on the stand to say that he was drinking was part of the defense's plan yeah, why does that help your that doesn't help your case <laughs> uh yeah so um I know he was drunk when he ran over those people, but he had been drinking that morning. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just, duh. it's the steroids. <laughs> um, so he was charged with the death of Amy Carnival. Um, <laughs> prosecutor said he went into a jealous rage after learning that a girl, um, or that the girl rather had gone to the beach with some boys the day before, but or several days before. But like I said, there were girls there too. Um, oh my! She went to the beach with some boys. How fucking dare she? For real. Um. So after the verdict was announced, some of the girls' relatives read statements in court. Um. Her dad said, "I'll never get to dance with my little girl again." Hmm. Um. And Fuller like. For the defense's part, they did not put him on the stand. So they oh, had good. at least one brain between the whole team. Um, He said from the stand, oh no, in an interview he gave, there's no words to explain how sorry I am. There's no words to explain how sorry I am. I killed someone I loved very much. And then when he asked why he killed her, or when he was asked why he killed her, he said, why? I don't know. I can't really explain why. I wasn't in the right state of mind, I guess. And I'm like, someone should have just taken his interview rights too. Like, yeah. if only she hadn't made me so mad. Um. So, uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. This is back to the. My notes are a little scattered, so I'm trying to put them back in order. Okay. Um. So some interesting points that I found in research, um, and I think a lot of these came from the TV Crime Sky. Um, mm-hmm. so she was about, okay, no. So according to TP Crime Sky, I'm, I didn't think I'd gotten this out of nowhere. Um, she was about to start her freshman year. So that's where I got this. So some reports sounded like she was 16. Some reports sounded like she was 14. I think 14 was the official age. So she was about to start freshman year. He was about to start junior year when they dated. Um, and so... Anyway, still too young. Um, yeah. It was said, so it's a popular theory that Amy might have been pregnant. Um, 
Jamie allegedly had asked friends how to obtain an abortion without uh, her mother knowing. Um, let's see. Prosecutors uh, got witness testimony that said that he had dreamed about, planned, and plotted the murder over months. Um, like I said, his friends even said he threatened to kill her all the time, but in a couple of instances, they said that he planned to walk her deep in the woods and give her a beautiful flower before he killed her. Dude, that's fucked up. Uh-huh. Um. Oh. Um. Her last words to him were, I love you, as she gurgled her own blood. And... Well, I hate that. The last thing... Although, who else was there that can corroborate that? Or was that just him saying that was her last words? I guess that's him. You know, um, I, don't, I, I don't really buy anything that he says. So his I'm hoping that it was something else. His testimony was um, that the last thing that he said as he dumped her body in the water was, it sucks being you. And then he laughed. No, that was what Too Old said. Oh. Yeah, Too Old said that that's what happened. Um... Wow. What a douchebag. Wow. I just, wow. So his mother was known to be kind of social, um, before his arrest. And then after that, she went really reclusive and Mm -hmm. she comes back in a little bit. Oh, actually right now. Um, while I was searching, um, so she, um, Oh, so a, a source close to the family said that she made a suicide suicide pact with him that if he were to kill himself in jail, she'd kill herself too. Um, that's weird. That's not okay. And then that's like a really weird thing to do with your kid. Uh-huh. That's weird. Well, they're so freakishly close that two years later in 1993, she was arrested. Ask me why. Why? Because she made a plot to break her son out of jail. Uh huh. Um, no. Mm-mm. Nope. She um, she came up with a plan at one of her visitations with him for him to harm himself so he'd be sent to the hospital. From there, his mother Celeste and her boyfriend Edward Golding, who was fifty six at the time, she was forty, he was fifty six. So. Old enough to know better. Yeah. <laughs> um, arranged to to steal him from the hospital and take him away. This sounds like some weekend at Bernie <laughs> shit. Right? So, um... That was not very well thought out at right? all. Right? So, he tells his cellmate, Hey, guess what? My mom's gonna bust me out of here. See, that's what happens when you don't finish high school. <laughs> Stay in school. <laughs> and I this is gonna shock you because it shocked oh everybody. His cellmate told the police what was going to happen. No way. <laughs> Shut up. That's not true. <laughs> so um she was found guilty and sentenced uh-uh. <laughs> and sentenced to six to nine years in prison. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> So, um, I mean, this, this is the case that keeps on giving when it comes to that, but. It's like a comedy of errors. It's terrible. Um, yeah. So 
just um, because this is an older case, there's not a whole lot of like narrative for me to pull out of here. Mm -hmm. You know, like crime blogging didn't start happening until Michelle McNamara. Um, well, and until the internet was invented, right? Like in, in wide street, like widespread use, right? Was in '93, and since this isn't, it was like we didn't use it all the time, right? Uh, and since this isn't one of those big cases that people glamorize, then there's not a whole lot of ready information. Um, but yeah, like I did read the court, like court reports, and then I was like, this is too much work. Um, and then, uh, an appeal. So while he was in jail, um, his, actually he was up for parole a lot earlier than he should have been because the law changed while he was in jail and they grandfathered him into it that because he was a minor when he committed the crime, uh, he was charged as an adult, but then they changed it. And I think that because he was 16, the new law said that he couldn't be held as an adult on that. And so they were going to offer him parole earlier it was not granted at the earlier hearing mm -hmm. um and then i have not found anything to say whether or not he's gotten out yet hmm. but um so that's fun it is fun um and yeah like i told you my notes were super short this week because of all that um so do you have a lifetime case of the week for me well i did just google this and it looks like he is up for parole again, or was in June. Okay. Of this year. Gotcha. So. Well. I hope he didn't get it. Me too. Because just giving this article, it says he told his friends that bitch shouldn't have messed with me. So fuck you. Absolutely, fuck you. <sighs> So, you know, I love a good con artist. Yes. Um, and so there was, I'm trying to see when this case happened and it just doesn't have a date. So cool. But it says the guy's in jail. So it was recently. Um, this man convinced um, a woman, a French woman, and 10 members of her family that she was a target in a vast conspiracy perpetuated by various entities, including members of her own family. He incited them to increasingly paranoid behavior to the point that they were barricading themselves behind clo the closed doors of their home, um, the Chateau Martel, over the course of a decade from 99 to 2009. Yikes. So during this time, he siphoned off their vast, fast fortune into offshore accounts and even made off with all of their historic family jewels. And he's now in prison. Okay. I'm like, listen, Chateau, rich people, uh -huh. France, jewels, yeah. it would make a great lifetime. That game. rings all my bells. <laughs> How about you? Okay. So um, on August 3rd, 2017... Uh, a neighbor found the bodies of two Frenchmen um, in, their, in the home of one of them. Um, 
So the neighbor found these two dead bodies uh, who seemed to die during a very lavish dinner. By the way, I got this off of Cracked. You know, that's one of my favorite places to find stories. Um, So the detectives assumed that they had died from food poisoning and assumed that it was a double homicide. But whenever they tested the food, it didn't contain any botulism uh, or -hmm. or any signs of any kind of um, murder, like any kinds of poisoning. Any kind of murder. Murder. <laughs> so, um, the police found no signs of struggle. Um, they were not, like, people of interest. There was no reason that they would have been, like, tracked down by the mob or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so this case really gripped the nation of France for a while. Okay. Um, and so, as the, like, the nation waited and, like, all these details came out, what finally they found out was that the older man, uh, Lucien Perrault had choked to death on a chunk of beef steak. And the younger man who was 38 and was his like, so the older man had been his friend basically, basically for life. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the younger man saw the guy start choking and had a heart attack because he didn't know how to help him. So one died from choking and the other one died from a heart attack. And they called for a murder investigation until they figured all this out. And I don't mean to laugh, but like, can you imagine reading all the details of this case, waiting for like the murder to come out? And then, um, and then it's, he choked at heart attack. Like it's literally a series of unfortunate events. Um, side note, one of my kids just texted me, uh, or emailed me rather, that says, hey, if you come to our restaurant, my dad will give you free food. <laughs> <laughs> so. How about me? Uh, no. Oh, okay. But yeah, that's really fun. Um, I, I just also thought that was funny that I was telling you about this supposed murder that happened at a fancy <laughs> dinner. And then this kid whose parents own a restaurant were like, Hey, what restaurant is it? What kind of food is it? Do you know? Vietnamese. Ooh. Yeah. Yum. And it's, and it's not far from my house, which is nice. Cause I actually work 30 minutes away from where I live. Yeah. But he apparently drives the opposite direction to come work by my house. And they live yeah. in the better school district. <laughs> <laughs> How nice. So, uh, all right. So what are we watching next week? I don't know. Well, let's do the Novak murders. Okay. All right. So tune in next week while we, uh, watch the Novak murder. Well, while Aaron watches the new Novak oh, murders. Oh, Taken in Broad Daylight. As I say, I thought there was a Taken one, but I couldn't remember yeah. where they were taken or how in they were taken. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, um, you want to tell the beautiful folks where they can find us? Uh, yeah, you can find us on the Instagram at Lifetime Sentence, on Twitter at Life Sentence Pod. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Lifetime Sentence. You can shoot us an email at Lifetime Sentence Podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can find our episode notes and things like that at Lifetime Sentence.com. And come join us on the Patreon. We are having a good time over there doing unsolved mysteries. Aaron's is so good this week. Oh, thank you. Um, and yeah, I think that's everything. Patreon.com slash lifetime sentence. Yeah. Well, um, thanks for joining us. Yeah. And, uh, 
Don't forget to eat your vegetables. Charge your phone. Bye. Bye. This has been Lifetime Sentence, where the truth really is stranger than fiction. Thanks for listening.